This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.47 and it's time for Trending Today, where we're going a little further in the future and it's all about things we do now that might seem odd, unusual or even downright crazy in the future. So this comes from an ex-user, StatsFeed, who posted a question asking, what is the current thing that future generations will say, I can't believe they used to do that? Um, And this kind of caught our attention because we can already think of things that we or other people used to do before that now seems, frankly, why did anyone do it? Why was that something that people thought was cool or or even acceptable? So times change, right? So what's something we're doing today that might seem completely inconceivable to future generations? Buy a newspaper, for starters. Gosh, Sherrod, that is bleak. (laughs) It started bleak. (laughs) Well, no, I mean... mean, Unless it becomes the cool thing to do. To buy a newspaper, yeah. if they're available. I mean, yeah. you mean, you know, like the broadsheet, you know, the tabloid-sized newspaper. A hologram of a newspaper that you beam out from your smartwatch. Yeah, people might not even know what tab the meaning of the word tabloid is in a couple of, well, in a generation or maybe 10 years, less than a generation, just because tabloid meant something physical and now no longer does. I mean, no longer even exists as an option when you go to the newsstand. Oh, my God, newsstands, do they disappear too? Yeah. Yeah, well, actually, will those sorts of shops and services even exist if you can get everything delivered or sent to your house? Why would anyone sort of have to walk out to a corner shop if delivery services, especially with automated deliveries, because in some cities in the US now, they already have um, robot deliveries, right? Maybe not just newsstands, but any of those kinds of small service shops wouldn't exist any longer. Or even things like, you know, that uh, like brick and mortar clothing shops where you think, at least my generation would think, you need to go there because you need to get fitted, right? You need to find the right fit. But what I've understood by uh, that, you know, many of these online platforms have ways of mapping your body digitally. So you know exactly whether the clothes will fit properly. And so you never have to walk into well, a clothing to, store. Well, to extend that point, um, a lot of makeup websites now, um, you can actually have use AI filters to try colors on your face. So before you would have to walk into a makeup shop to try on, say, a shade of lipstick. Oh, I, which I now, would say, okay, not yeah, your yeah. whole face, because well, I like the color of my face. Well, sure, yes, I mean, so do I. But I meant eyeshadows <laughs> or lipstick, which you'd want to try on. Now you don't have to. You can, well, some people like doing it. But yeah, if you could do it in the comfort of your home and just order online, would we still be walking into shops? But the uh, responses are also quite interesting and they also made me feel kind of uh, dreadfully old. Um, let's see. Irana says, I think future generations will likely look back and question why we didn't do more to protect the environment, to promote diversity and inclusion and transition to more sustainable practices. You know, this I actually really do think the future will sort of look back at us for. Um, Why weren't we doing better? Why were we so wasteful? Why did we drive everywhere when we could have been doing um, we could have been doing more sustainable ways of travel? True. Uh, I think that is uh, certainly a kind of accusation that future generations uh, already, I think, I think current generations, yes. <laughs> Greta Thunberg's generation is the generation that is accusing uh, people, uh, my generation and before, who have enjoyed the fruits of the 20th century at the expense of the planet. Uh, for, sh- for sure, they're going to be looking back and saying, 
um, you know, you kind of let the side down, I mean, meaning the planet and humanity. But I, I, I wonder if, if we're, where the original tweet was really reaching for something much more um, modest in terms of practical things we do and ways that we live that are just no longer going to be necessary because of the advent of, well, AI and, uh, you know, augmented reality and all these kinds yeah. of um, technologies. Maybe first dates will never be a thing. Why would you? You can chat with somebody via video call and then you assess and then if you don't like it, you don't meet. That would be the first date, though, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, so, but yes, but a physical first date where you sort of get dressed up and go out and meet, maybe that's no longer necessary. For many people, it, it removes the element of safety or danger as well, right? So I can see that. Um, Pislandy actually has an interesting one on X saying, with the rise of online learning and personalized education, future generations may question the traditional classroom system that prevails. I like this one because, I, you know, I, I, like you, I think, consume quite a bit of science fiction. The I, the disappearance of the classroom is not something that I've seen really part of any kind of uh, future building scenario, future world building scenario. But the, the classroom, the end of the classroom is something that I think will have some, I mean, really significant implications for the way we learn and whether, you know, we need peers, whether we need a teacher, we need a, a moral gu a guide uh, in our, you know, exploration of the world, uh, whether they have to be supplied by human beings, whether they can in fact be supplied by these very smart computers. So AI that, teachers, essentially. Yeah, AI teachers and AI peers. And I mean, already, you know, I mean, we, we all been talking about this a couple of months now using AI devices, uh, platforms to have conversations mm. about, you know, serious topics, about things that both personal, emotional, as well as political and technological. So, yeah, they could replace friendships. <sighs> Started bleak, got to another bleak place. <laughs> but we want to hear from you. What is something we do today that future generations would be shocked by? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Beyond frivolous matters, BFM eighty nine point nine, the business station. It is 5.55. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Sharad. And uh, we've been asking you, what is something we do today that future generations would be shocked by? That they would say, I can't believe they used to do that. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. So we have a couple of interesting ones that have come in. Um, let's see. Edward says, future generations will say, I can't believe they used to drive manually because self-driving cars will prevail. Well, I already say that, Edward, because I take public transport everywhere. <laughs> but, 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 yeah, <laughs> but not I mean, self-driving. Not self-driving, yeah. But, well, I mean, so, you know, for me, the experience of the city will be somewhat different, but not entirely different. But um, compared to somebody who does drive their own vehicle, right, uh, they will suddenly feel the difference uh, because um, they just have to walk into their car, sit down, belt up, and that's the way they go. So I suppose driving would be would be leisure. It wouldn't be a requirement. Yeah, my, you do it because you find it fun, not because you have to. That's right. I mean, yeah. so the I find that idea quite exciting because I hate traffic jams, but I like driving. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay, so you would have to go out to some So I'd kind of opt for like a beautiful drive on a weekend. But if I were getting to work, 
imagining that this is a future where cars were still allowed and not, you know, outlawed for being whatever, congested or taking up too much space in the environment and so on. Yeah, I think that would be quite cool. So it become like a kind of res- something residual from the past, mm. a quaint Like horse hobby. riding. Horse riding, yes. yeah, indeed. We have Sarmat saying, I think future generations will be amazed at our concept of money or having physical paper or coin representations of, he- uh, of wealth. Yeah, that's, that's a serious one, right? Just because of the way in which even now there are many places, I mean, in the Klang Valley, you could survive without cash. Well, we were talking about actually exactly that yesterday for Trending Today, that um, you can very well go days now in, in, in urban areas without carrying cash. Yeah, cash, you know, might become uh, redundant. I see there, Amir has said something, said, using a typewriter. Well, Amir, I feel like people already now are amazed that people used to use typewriters. So that might have, I think we've passed the point of the typewriter uh, being commonly used anyway. Yeah, because, yeah, who even knows how, you know, those ribbons with the ink. Yes, I the, didn't even think of that. I remember the whiteout. I mean, I, I, when I went to university, first year in university, I was using a typewriter. This is an interesting one. Premraj says, future generations might be shocked at obituaries in newspapers because today we see fewer obituaries. The word is being passed around via WhatsApp and social media. Yes, except that if you are somebody quite famous and well-known, like a, a John Pilger just recently, or Kissinger, or anybody even locally, right, who's passed, will have an obituary that uh, tells you about their lives. But then that's a proper article, no? Yes. Like somebody would write it. I, You know, Premraj's point about the um, the little notification of someone passing away, right? In, I, the, I, back, I, in the back pages of the, the newspaper, pages, yeah, of a newspaper yeah. that no longer exists. Yes, yes. So I see I see this sort of moving along and not being the done. classifieds, right? We know they'll disappear. Let, oh, so many interesting ones coming in. Um, OSK says, how we treat labor, the wages, working conditions, exploitative conditions by companies in Malaysia, both for locals and foreign labor, including gig workers. OSK, if we move towards a future where this was unacceptable, I would be the first to want to live in that future. Except that it seems like the trend, in fact, is to more towards more precarity in the, mm. in the labor market. What we will, maybe future generations will look back and say, my God, you had trade unions, you had and, you know, there was a time when trade unions not only, you know, helped determine the wages of workers and their conditions, but actually determine who was in power in that country. Well, sadly, that is all the time we have for that conversation today. But keep your thoughts coming. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.